Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Super Office Podcast. I'm happy to have you here again, and uh, today is uh, a new episode. It's a long one, 50 minutes, but I assure you it is interesting. It's all about account-based marketing, and who else than our own CMO um, can talk about this? And uh, I hope you really think it's uh, great. My name is Hans Gronslet. I'm your host for the Super Office Podcast. Listen in. So there I pressed the record button again. It's, uh, what is it? Wednesday. And uh, welcome everybody to a new episode of the SuperOffice podcast. It's um, the end of the year and we have some exciting uh, topics uh, lined up for you today. And not uh, the least, I have a very cool and exciting guest for you as well. I have uh, SuperOffice Chief Marketing Officer, uh, Fredrik Selander. Welcome. Thank you, Jose. It's a pleasure to be here and to talk Great. about uh, marketing with you today. Yeah, and uh, it's the first time you're on the podcast. Yeah, finally. I've been I've been waiting for this opportunity. <laughs> yeah, I'm really happy that you uh, you pushed me, and of course, you know, I'm uh, always looking for uh, great guests and. Uh, you know, you're not unfamiliar with the post-podcast um, uh, environment. You've been in a couple lately, haven't you? Yeah, that's true. I've been in a couple here, uh, especially in the in the Nordic, but uh, in the Nordics. But uh, we'll see. Maybe I will attend a couple of more. It's always uh, it's always. Uh, I mean, I, I like the setting of uh, talking about topics I, I care deeply about, and and uh, it's, it's a great way to also to upskill and learn about different topics. So I'm I'm also a person who listens to a lot of podcasts. Yeah. Do you have any favorites? Uh, that's a good, good, good question here. And uh, I've listened a lot to uh, uh, Refine Labs uh, with Chris Walker. Um, it, it's actually a lot of, when you think about it, a lot of fundamentals in the terms of marketing, marketing fundamentals, but with all the new tech and buzzwords, we have forgotten about some of these fundamentals in terms of positioning you know your icp target audience the messaging you know place promotion all of these the basics really because we have been some folks on other things yeah that that's uh, nice that you're saying because you know uh, super office being a crm uh, service uh, and a marketing vendor that's what we see a lot when we implement uh, at new customers as well it's all about you know getting the fundamentals right and the basics right and then you can build on from that and it's easy to get carried away with all the the modern stuff you need that too as well but you know huh. before we before we start today uh, tell us a little bit about uh, your journey uh, until you um, came on board super office uh, Fredrik. yeah i mean i i, I can even though I work with marketing for uh, the majority of my professional uh, career or life, I actually started off in sales. And I, it, it was actually from a Norwegian company, Elköp, or uh, Elgiganten, as we say in Sweden, or I think it's part of Dixon's, the UK uh, retail grocery chain. Um, and this was um a side gig i had to to work with sales uh in, in retail and and 
I didn't plan to work within sales, but I really enjoyed it a lot. Um, seeing customers and, you know, really learning the basics about understanding the needs of a customer, also having insights in, you know, the capabilities of products, profits, availability, all of these things. And then when I actually started to work um, off the university and, and all that, I, I started off in, um, you could say, a junior sales role, um, doing a lot of inside sales work, uh, a lot of prospecting, a lot of um, uh, yeah, cold, cold outreach, but also um, being in the sales rep. So doing, you know, the whole, whole scope. And that taught me a lot about uh, the fundamentals of sales. And then also, you know, just getting a meeting from a senior you know, management team member and trying to articulate a value proposition and tailored offering. And this was from a, a Swedish, you could say, startup selling uh, like low-code software or low-code application platform. So quite complex sales, uh, but it was also cl cloud solution. So the ambition was to sell this kind of automated, but given the complexity uh, of the platform, it, it actually needed some sales support as well to really uh, explain the value and benefits. And, and so, and, and this, um, so I stayed there for a couple of years and then, um, I was uh, maybe uh, someone who was, um, let's say, trying to push the company in terms of uh, starting with inbound marketing, content marketing, and we didn't have a real marketeer. We had a communi communicator, but not like a marketeer with focus on revenue and bringing leads and, um, and, and those kind of things. So I actually was asked if I wanted to be the marketing manager uh, for this company. Uh, it's called, uh, it was called Barium or Barium, but it's now uh, acquired by American company. Um, so I start, start off with a lot of content in inbound marketing and, um, we were very successful in that, uh, but it, it, it's really, but, but no one could really, let's say, learn the new way of doing marketing or there was a lot of, you know, American influencers and thought leaders, but we were quite early on in adopting this kind of uh, mythology in, in Sweden, at least with uh, in my marketing, maybe 2000, I don't know if it was 2005 or something. Yeah. Uh, and and uh, it required a lot of work in terms of researching the customer, the ICP, the personas, the channels they were using, and, and then produced a lot of content to try to capture um, different uh, key phrases and questions they might have and uh so th this was a great school you could say and then uh, a couple of years later I, I joined another company uh called quinix which is uh like a workforce management platform um where we uh, I, I was part of the marketing team and we grew from like 100 to 300 employees um focused on the nordic market and then also product marketing and partner marketing um this was also quite a complex sale uh, selling, uh, solution selling, uh, helping mainly retailers, hospitality, uh, healthcare, those with a lot of blue collar workers. So not for white collar workers, but blue collar workers, uh, to, to, to schedule more efficient. Uh, I was there, I was there almost three years and then I joined, um, super office, 
um, one uh, almost oh, soon to be one and a half year ago. Mm. And uh, here my uh, goal or objective is to uh, work with demand generation and being a revenue centric marketing organization and try to build that kind of team. And, and uh, I, I love it. Uh, it it's, it's so fun. And um, the culture is very, very welcoming. Um, you could tell this is a company, I mean, SuperOffice being in the business business for more than 30 years. And we have a nice mix now with people being here for, you know, 20, 30 years, but also with people who just joined. And 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 having, uh, I, I was looking at LinkedIn, I think our average tenure is like six, no, seven years, which is very high in the tech industry. and And this tells me that we, you know, we, we take care of our people and we are, um, we really value, you know, the power of relationships. And this is, this ties nicely into what we also uh, want to tell the market uh, that we want to work with uh, relationships and, and uh, to build strong, long lasting relationships for our customers as well. Yeah, great. That's a nice story, Tedrick. Uh, and uh, wow, one and a half years, it seems like, uh... Not yesterday, but a couple of months ago. But you really uh, gotten um, hang of things, and uh, uh, where I sit, uh, I can really see that things are uh, are are changing. Even though Super Office, you know, I've been here for fourteen, fifteen years, and it seems like we're always changing. We're always striving for the next, the new, and improve uh, things. And I guess that's common for many of our customers uh, and listeners here as well. You mentioned, you know, you have sales background. That's good because uh, in the future, I think, and now it's the future is sales and marketing needs to, you know, work more together. It's not like being in their own silos, being masters of their own trade and then uh, uh, generating leads and pushing it over to sales. How is your uh, experience? Have that changed or is it something we're just talking about? (laughs) Yeah, sales and marketing, it's... uh... Maybe this is like uh, dogs and cats. I don't know. They are uh, to some extent uh, or siblings. I mean, they are f- friends, but sometimes they they uh, <laughs> they can argue and they might have different opinions. And I also, well, we actually published a, an article about this where, where I listed a couple of reasons why I see and yeah, the reason why sales marketing actually uh, sometimes have challenges in, in understanding each other. But also the importance of us working together, and that is that's very important to stress. Um, we both want to increase the revenue of the company. That that, that is clear. Um, so we have the same, you know, high level objective in, in growing the business. Um, but but usually marketing has uh, a longer. Uh, time span or horizon they, they want to build we all we want to build a great brand experience we we understand uh, so, so so we rather see that programs must run for a longer period of time to influence different people because when we look and analyze the data we can often see that those leads or business opportunities coming from organic you know from a, from a recommendation or from from organic content we produce, they they have a higher win rate, they close faster, and, and they are you know less likely to churn, for example. However, 
sales often has quarterly sales targets or even monthly sales targets. So they are more keen to get going faster and, and, and they, they see a need to, you know, we need leads now, or we need business opportunities now, we can't wait. And so, so that's, and this, we need to, you know, <laughs> um, we, we need to be adaptable here because that, and that is why marketing need to cope with different tactics that is quick, quick and dirty, you can say, and also those, um, long-term brand building, educational content pieces where more quick could be events, campaigns, just like sales could do cold calling or prospecting that could be more quickly, um, yeah, launched quite quickly and evaluated. Uh, but it's of, often the, the final results of often a combination of both with the long-term brand building, education aspects, aspect, uh, aspects paired with more short-term, uh, outbound outreach from sales and marketing. So we need both. Um, so that, yeah, maybe that, that could summarize it. We need each other. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. And I guess that talking points, uh, and incorporation collaboration is vital to this so that uh, you understand, uh, each other motives and, uh, and goals, but like mm. you said, demand, uh, demand generation pipeline generation that's uh, the common uh, goal for both uh, of those uh, uh, departments so let's uh, go a little bit into you know today's uh, topic it's uh, we called it account based marketing and uh, i did a google search of course and uh, uh, on the top it says 2280 no 2.2 uh, million hits you know just on my uh, web browser and, mm -hmm. and we've heard about this for a long time. Uh, you spoke about inbound marketing as one tactics and account based marketing is a different tactic, another tactic, right? Yeah, that's, that's the topic of today. And I think I said it in the beginning, it's not about the tactic that replaces uh, lead gen. It's just one thing we do have to do in addition. And this is a pretty good place where we can cooperate between sales and marketing, isn't it? So what is account based marketing? So the definition I would like to use is that account-based marketing is a focused approach to B2B marketing in which marketing and sales teams work together to target those, the best fit accounts and turn them into customers or account expansion or renewals to existing accounts. So that is important to stress as well that ABM can be used for net new customer acquisition but also on existing business. So ABM is one tactic among others in the marketing stack, just as you mentioned. And it could be, uh, I mean, we also have lead gen and brand, brand building, brand marketing as well. Um, I, or I, I might sometimes call it fishing with spears or something in contrast to fishing with nets uh, and see what, what gets caught. That is more inbound marketing because you write content uh, or yeah, email marketing, content marketing, right content, and people just come and knock on your door. You can't really control who, who reads your content and, you know, submits a form on your website or pick up the phone. But with ABM, we instead start selecting the accounts we want to go after. Hmm. So it is a, it is a tool or a tactic to use when working closely with sales to engage a curated list of named accounts of high value. 
Yes, I guess that's a trick here because you need to have a certain size of the contract, right? Mm, You cannot mm. do ABM or campaign marketing for low or high volume small deals. No, that that would not be uh, cost efficient to do that. So, I mean, ABM is not for everyone. Uh, It's only a viable tactic when going after larger deal. And I've seen different thresholds. So it could be in the SaaS business between 20 to 50k euro average uh, annual contract value and usually also this these should have um yeah multi-year contracts as well because there's a bigger investment tied to this tactic with 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 working both sales and marketing Um, so for some abm tactics you need to go even higher And, and and the reason is uh yeah the cost of sales basically um to, to employ uh, the tactics um you, you need to support different messaging it could be um it should it should be support longer longer sales cycle imagine selling a, an erp system for example it could take years it could be multiple million of dollars in in value the same goes with a renewal uh it, it could be you know I, I, let's let's say talking about sweden and uh, since I'm, I'm from Sweden, we have, you know, Volvo, Ikea, H&M, these huge Fortune 500 companies. If they are about, if they have, a, let's say, a, a big contract with a database provider or ERP system, and that contract is about to expire, it's, it's very valuable for that software vendor to renew that contract instead of, you know, losing it. So they could also employ ABM tactics to make sure that they stay <laughs> it, it's it's uh, money well spent if they do yeah so you uh, can actually target those specific customers with key messages that when it's natural for them to start discussing this in board meetings or even management meetings they will see this in their streams information that this yeah, is a viable product or yeah exactly so it, it could be the case that um you know, often there are some triggers. It could be um, it could be GDPR, it could be a, a new uh, CMO joining. Uh, I mean, I, I, I use Evolve as an example here without any, you know, real data connection to it, just because it's a well-known brand. They might have a new, you know, CMO or senior vice president with a, we might see they have, they come from another company where they used a competitive alternative. Mm. So, so you might think, okay, he or she might <laughs> bring our bad competitor to the company or evil competitor. <laughs> but if you know yep. that the companies actually, they did like us quite a lot and we know we are stronger in these two areas, it could be worthwhile spending uh, some time and resources to send this message to more stakeholders in the company. So you get more ambassadors who will still vouch for your solution or so this new pe- person understand, okay, it's maybe not, um, this is not a fight worth fighting for to change ERP vendor because everyone seems quite happy. And, and my concern regarding, uh, I don't know, uh, hosting location uh, might be wrong. It seems like this, I see a lot of ads telling that we can choose whatever we want to host this, uh, yeah, the, the cloud, we can have it in Europe instead of US. So, okay. Uh, Maybe I skip this battle for now, and then it's hmm. that's a win, right? But hard to measure. But maybe if you, you you maybe can see that, okay, they renewed the contract, and this was uh, due to the fact that 
um, you know, sales, had a lot of meetings with different stakeholders at this company, marketing sent a lot of messages, uh, support, customer success and other teams, service teams delivered valuable services as a team effort. Um, really, but, um, if we go back to ABM yep. and go a bit deeper, uh, I mentioned that you often need deal sizes of at least 20 K euro annual contract value, but ideally even more. I mean, the, the example now we're talking about the company of the size of Volvo. I mean, I have no idea, but I, I would just guess that it's maybe 20 to $50 million worth of software. They are, you know, <laughs> renewing or similar. So, so you can imagine that if you have those, that big uh, size of customers, it's worth investing quite a lot in marketing to support that deal, to expand yeah. it, to keep it, or just to sell more. And then, then you can employ an ABM called one-to-one -one ABM. Ba basically we, we create messages just for Volvo or just for, um, could be, uh, Ikea, H and M or, um, these companies because they are so big, so it's worth it. You can have a full-time marketer just working with this account mm. or you maybe have might have free or something over a year because it's so important. If you just win one of those, it's, it's worth it. So ABM one-to-one -one, huge accounts. It's deep personalization is often you get, you ha often you have the sales reps telling you that exactly what pain points they had or, or, or challenges they have mentioned. So you can craft, it could be ads events, dinners, uh, it, it could be, you know, then you can have uh, tickets to a football game, you know, it could be a good mix of online offline tactics where we bring this message. You can have uh, ex exclusive dinners where you bring your best two good refer reference customers and have a nice exclusive dinner to, just to reinforce that you are mm -hmm. the best vendor. Uh, and here, this is often sales led, supported by marketing, hmm. low volume of volume of accounts, and you can count them on your fingers. Um, so this is one to one ABM. Then we have one to few and one to many. So free time uh, kind of ABM. So one to one, one to few, one to many, one to few is usually, uh, it could be tens up to, up to 50 accounts, maybe. And one to many, you know, it could be uh, 50 to 100 or 200 accounts. And then you need to do other tactics. So if you go, if you take the one contrast, one to one, deep personalization, a lot of offline and online tactics. If we go to one to many, meaning one to hundred as an example, yeah, then you can't really personalize that deep. It, it would rather be a cluster of companies. It could be, for example, uh, construction companies in the Netherlands who use Visma as ERP vendor and uh, maybe even a subsegment of that. And they all have an upcoming, um, I don't know, let's say they also use an, an, an additional third party software to, I don't know, ship goods or something that we have an integration with. So, okay, that's a good subsegment, 50 accounts, mm. 100 accounts. Then we can create messaging that fits all of those 50 to 100 accounts. And here, now we can use much more digital channels like LinkedIn, 
we can use IP-based targeting, you know, banner ads. We can create a webinar maybe targeting these accounts where we invite some expert and we invite everyone. Yes, yeah, so uh, and then then you're down to sort of like 20 to 50K euros uh, in uh, annual recurring revenue of the contract values, right? So it's more yeah. medium-sized uh, type of deals. Exactly. So th yeah. exactly. then you could do... Uh, so you need to adapt depending on what tactics you're going for. <laughs> I have an example of, um, so when I was working uh, at a previous company, I had a sales rep coming from one of the, you know, the, what are they called, you know, the IBM, Oracle, SAP, one of those big companies. I actually don't remember which one it was, but um, they mentioned that they wanted to um, get hold of a new, I think it was a COO at IKEA. I might, I might be, you know, this was 10 years ago or something, but they mentioned that a new senior manager at, uh, let's say, Ikea, he was very hard to get hold of. And and uh, he was Italian and he moved to Sweden. And uh, so they really, you know, they scratched their heads around how can we get a meeting with uh, the CEO? It's so important for our, you know, big ERP stuff we want to sell. So they had this idea that, okay, we, um, you know, the food in Sweden, in Elmhult, where uh, <laughs> the headquarters of uh, IKEA is located in, in the middle of nowhere in Sweden, they must have terrible food. It, it can't be any, anywhere close to the Italian food of, uh, uh, yeah, in, in Italy. So they researched where can we find the best Italian restaurant, maybe in Malmö or something that's almost close. And then they did a... Uh, you know, they asked some uh, Italian writer to write a handwritten, you know, email and put it in a, a pizza box or something. And they are asked uh, DHL or UPS to, you know, to deliver this to his desk. You know, very, very, uh, <laughs> a lot of, you know, time and effort put just, just to get in front of this individual. Yep. So this is very, you know, um, <laughs> deep personalization is to get hold of this individual to set up a meeting. Uh, and, and uh, I mean, we can't do that, this to everyone. <laughs> that, that, that wouldn't uh, be feasible. And especially not if you're selling 20K euro deals. That's not possible. <laughs> especially since we know that also uh, only 3 to 5% of the market is actively looking for a new solution. That's a common saying, at least, that only a fraction of your market is out there looking for a new software solution or, I don't know, it could be office uh, equipment or whatever whatever you sell. Only a fraction is looking for it at the moment. So um, this, this you need to, to take into account. Yeah, definitely. So, so how do you then, uh, you know, if you... It means that you have to sort of really work hard to get that list you know which of the customers or the prospects you want to sell to mm, mm. you know it's not like you just uh, go into biznode and uh, find the same category and the same uh, number of employees uh, it needs to be more than that yeah so <clears throat> exactly so, so the, even if it's called account-based marketing it's uh, it's truly a collaboration between sales and marketing since it cannot be done in a silo. I mean, sales usually deliver the, the target accounts, segmented and clustered into different problem areas and challenges they might have in common. Uh, 
marketing you know can support in this but usually if you have a territory as a sales rep um, and 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 you um, i mean you work with this territory you talk to people you know you talk to these companies uh, you maybe haven't talked to spoken to everyone yet but you have done some research uh, you might have some uh, partners who, who might give you some inside information or other tech vendors. So you should have some kind of idea on why you want to pick these accounts uh, into your list. Uh, it, it could be due to uh, technology they use, um, upcoming legislation. Uh, we could have, uh, maybe we have a good, great momentum in reference customers we have sold to this territory. So, okay. And something is happening here. Uh, and then it's important to understand, okay, how, how can we just, we closed five deals in this sub-segment in, in a short period of time? Then it's worthwhile just asking them like, hey, w w w um, how come um, you, you uh, picked us? Mm. Uh, because then that insight can be delivered to marketing because then they can create messaging and you know marketing material who can send that message to the the 95 other accounts you have uh, handpicked. And then th this message can be used by both sales marketing in parallel to nurture these accounts over an extended period of time. Usually this is uh, several quarters uh, that you run these programs. Yeah, so, so the digital programs run for a couple of quarters, right? Yeah, and I mean, again, it depends on the uh, the deals we're looking for, um, and the, the list of accounts is usually, it's dynamic. And uh, with that said, I wouldn't be, I mean, the, the idea is not that you should, you know, uh, provide 100 accounts to, to, to marketing. And the next week you say, oops, uh, they were not relevant. Th then you haven't done your homework. It, uh, mm -hmm. they, they, uh, you should have done some kind of vetting before. But then it could be the case that, you know, after three months, it seems like, okay, these 10 accounts, they are, they have, you know, I've spoken to five people at each account now, and it's, it will not be on the radar for the upcoming three years. Mm. Just bought a competitor. Then you, we could remove them and, and replace with someone else. Yeah. But uh, some kind of initial vetting needs to be done here uh, in terms of uh, which account we pick. If they're a yeah. good fit, for example, and and uh... yeah, and you mentioned this word territory. You know, I think mm. a lot of sales departments they work with territories, and and in order to be a successful sales guy, you need to uh, know what your key market is, right? And that's where the territory plan comes in, maybe. Yeah, yeah, and and you cannot be good at everything, so you might uh, go for a specific vertical. You mentioned, for instance, uh, construction companies. Right, that could be one vertical. Breweries could be a different uh, vertical, right? And every customer has specific mm. verticals they are good at. Yeah. Right? So, so territories could be verticals. Um, it could be size of customers. You know, some companies employ enterprise sales teams and uh, small, medium size. Uh, it could be um, tech. What, what platform are they using? Uh, the Google Google suite or the Microsoft suite of office products. Uh, mm. It could be by country. So territories can be um, yeah, set up differently. Yeah. 
Um, okay, you, you mentioned this one thing that you know you you bring to marketing a set of a hundred uh, hundred a list of hundred customers, and then you start calling them, and you find out after two weeks that oh these are not good enough. So obviously mm. you haven't done a good enough research, right? Mm. Um, but uh, you know you, you said something also about the collaboration there because it's not a first you do this and then somebody do that. Um, it needs to be working in pairs, right? Yeah. So that's important to, to, to mention that um, <clears throat> when we have decided that these accounts are of big importance for the company to win, uh, these are the best fit customers we have, high value. We understand not all of them are ready to buy at, at the moment, but they should still be yeah, within a, you know, a, couple, a given time horizon, they are at least, uh, I mean, if they just bought a competitor and signed a five-year contract, maybe that's not a good fit. But if they, we know that they've had a competing solutions for, you know, many, many years and during the upcoming one or two years or something, they will either migrate or do something, then it might be a good fit. So it could be, um, you know, we, you, you might come over, a. uh, a list of um, um, competitors, uh, customer list or something. And sometimes that, that could be possible to find. And uh, you know that these 70 accounts, they are using the old version of the customer, uh, the competitor. Okay, might be a good way to start approaching them because now it's a good time to steal some customers. That, that, could, that could happen. <laughs> um, and and um, we should say, uh, so yeah, working close with sales and marketing in this case. Uh, I forgot the question here. <laughs> no, it was about, you know, when you, uh, uh, well, well, when you, when you have your list of 150 customers, right? Mm. Uh, you have to uh, curate them, prepare them and everything. And then you have to, of course, send them over to marketing. And then yeah, you have yeah. to have some, yeah, you're creating the messaging, you need the pain points you need. How does that play out? Because you have to do in parallel. You have to, you know, do the campaign and, and call and work with the customers at the same time, basically. Exactly. So, so this is um, exactly uh, working in parallel. That, that's important. So since these accounts have been handpicked and, and uh, we have said this, these are of high value, we, we don't want, want to burn ourselves here and, and, and um, ask them to marry us immediately. No. Uh, so, this, so, this, so this means that both marketing and sales, marketing, we know we will send messages to build brand and, and, and a common understanding. This is what, this, these are our values as a company. We believe in, you know, as Supros example, long lasting customer relationships could be it. We, we care about the customer experience. Uh, we, we help companies sell more to existing customers and, and to be better at retaining them. That could be the messages that we send. We are European vendor. We are uh, trusted. We take uh, privacy policies very seriously. So we, we have a couple of messages that we send to the market. In parallel, uh, what sales need to do, not, not, not let's say after marketing have done this, but rather the same time, is to go multi-threaded on these accounts, meaning doing outreach to several persons here on several levels and and if it, since this is large accounts 
you, I mean, uh, let's say if we take Struprops as an example, we, we sell, I mean, a CRM platform or CRM suite. We have sales, service, marketing, customer data platform, a lot of add-on products. This is not one person who, who we sell to. <laughs> we need to sell to sales manager, marketing manager, customer service manager, the managing director, it could be IT, you know, a lot of people. And, and not only the managers, it could also be, could be a director, it could be a product manager. So we need to, we need to talk to these people and, 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 and to listen, to understand what, what, what challenges do they have and, uh, what are they working on? And just, so, so just connect with the people, talk to them, have a lunch, have a virtual coffee. And, and, and then, uh, let's say our joint effort will, 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 uh, support one another because if they have seen super office messages and, and our, um, let's just say point of view in the market, this will either directly or indirectly help sales to have more relevant meetings because they've seen, oh yeah, I mean, um, I've seen you have, uh, you talk a lot about selling more to existing customers and you have some kind of method around this. Yeah. Or it could be indirectly that I'm not sure why I've, I've heard about super office somewhere. And that might be because they've seen, you know, 147 ads just when they scroll in their feed. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, because the account-based marketing principle is that you upload the customer the accounts, and then you can control that you, you control the people you're connected to in, for instance, LinkedIn, that they will get the the streams. So the account, the sales manager and the marketing manager will also see the same things. Or so, ABM is just like CRM. You know, CRM is is a rather uh, a tactic. It's not a, not software. CRM software is software and, and AB then, and then yeah. there are ABM software platforms and usually they use IP based targeting. So you select these accounts hmm. and if you want to sell, let, let's say you want to target IT people at these accounts, then you, you select Volvo, Ikea, H&M, and I want to place my ads in um, news magazines, you know, uh, CIO world or IT tech. And then, so you can't control who see it, but you can control that IT people likely from these accounts will see my ads. Yeah. That's how you use it with IP based with LinkedIn. You can be even more targeted because then you can select even smaller accounts, uh, and, and you can target them. Also, if this uh, browse from the personal device, mm. IP based, then you need to be working from your uh, company network. So you can see that Volvo is now browsing to this uh, uh, news page. But on LinkedIn, you can say that you want to target these 100 accounts and also on job titles or job functions or similar. So you can be even more targeted, but you can only, you will only reach them on LinkedIn and associated networks. Yeah. So you have to sort of try, try out something and, uh, and start with something, right? Yeah. And, but the AB, and again, I mean, ABM can also be used. You, you can do, uh, like with, with this Italian manager with Ikea, you, you give a pizza box, or it could be that you maybe 
it quite often actually you can look at someone's linkedin profile oh they are a fan of uh, manchester united mm. you know it could be the case that you you know buy a manchester united football and you get a signature on it or i don't know mm. you could do something or you can just buy a football for 20 euro with manchester united mm. you can do a quick recording like this and say yeah. hi marcelo or hi steven or charlotte uh i recognize you're a big manchester united fan i hope i hope you're uh ready for the game on sunday or whatever i mean i'm not in football so maybe they are they don't play on sundays but uh i i just wanted to give you this football um and then you have their attention yeah that yeah. was the abm being that targeted yeah okay interesting okay so then uh, so how do sales guys knows when marketing is doing their campaign yeah <laughs> good, 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 good question good. But usually, I mean, since this is a collaboration, uh, it, and it often starts with sales, you know, um, creating the to get. I mean, first marketing and sales should talk with each other. This is a great project uh, to collaborate on. Um, marketing and and sales should you know be talking and say, okay, let's do some ABM, run some ABM programs towards high value companies. Um, they will create a list and ideally also cluster them into uh, some challenges or reasons why you cluster these 50 accounts, these 50 accounts. The, uh, these are uh, Visma ERP uh, 2.0 version customers. And these one are using a legacy version of our competitor X. Okay. And then uh, deliver that to, to marketing um that that kind of insights and then uh, in the case of um at super office where we do maybe even if we we, we move up market to like the mid-market segments we will not likely do a lot of one-to-one -one abm we can do it for some big cases um but in this case it will be more digital so one to many and they, then we will just upload a list and we will use, for example, LinkedIn. Um, LinkedIn. So we get a list of 100 accounts. We upload to LinkedIn. Then there will be a matchmaking um, with the URL that you as a sales rep submit with the LinkedIn company profiles. It will not be perfect. Maybe 85 to 90% will be matched. This could be that they have... Um, subsidiaries uh it could be i don't know different reasons why they can't match yeah and uh, and then and then we will start nurturing that with, with the ads we we develop based on the messaging you mentioned that okay we need to push the cloud here we need to push uh uh gdpr that yeah. we are very compliant that, that that message we should push to this audience um and then we start these programs and they will run for a long time. Uh, and then there are a lot of dependencies on how much they, this will be seen. First of all, uh, we will not reach everyone because not everyone is logging in to LinkedIn every day. And not everyone in a construction company in the Netherlands might have LinkedIn as well. But maybe often a lot of managers or IT people have. And some of them being they're very frequent and some is not. And then, 
So that's why we need to run this over an extended period of time. Yeah. And why we need to combine this with also other tactics as mail events, uh, phone calls, um, talking to partners who might be working there as well. Uh, and then it asked how, how should we know if they have seen it or not? Yeah. So basically, uh, my suggestion is that we, on let's say a monthly basis, we can just show a list, get accounts. Um, here's how engaged these accounts have been in our messaging. This is how many people we have targeted. Uh, it could be five people, 20 people, depending on how active they are as a, the, the customer. Hmm. Um, because that, that's also limitations could also be how many other companies are betting on this company because then prices can, can go up. If, if everyone wants to sell to Ikea, then the prices go up because there's not uh, unlimited, uh, space. Of course, uh, because other competitors might use the same tactics for the same target group. That's what you're saying, right? Exactly. And then the yeah. prices. Yeah. And then, you know, then we come to other, I mean, then I go off topic and talk about, then we will go back to the fundamentals that, okay, is the messaging relevant or are we pressing the right buttons? Because a lot of people just scroll their feed. So the design also needs to, you know, pop up and look, look, uh, if it looks very formal and boring, you know, yeah. people just scroll in their feed. Mm -hmm. And so that's why you need show stopping content as well. That is, oh, oh, this looks special. That's why, you know, a picture of a dog or, or something actually get a lot of engagement also on LinkedIn because people are just, okay, boring, just business topics, business topic. And people actually, people are people, even if they're a CEO. Yeah. Or maybe, uh, maybe we could put a very nice, cute, uh, mascot in there. The Hugo has had a revitalization exactly. these days. So, uh, he, <laughs> he got a refreshed update, but yeah, we, of course we have a lot of owls here. Yeah. Yeah. In office. Uh, yeah. But yeah, that, that's also um, one way of standing out and, and um, hmm. for sure. So, so you talked a little bit about the metrics there. How do we know that this works or, you know, does it generate in revenue? How, uh, when, when does the sales guy see that, okay, here, here is some traction. Uh, yeah. Any, <clears throat> uh, things to, to look for. Mm. So, I mean, obviously we want to bring in more revenue to the company work we work for. And I mean, in the most ideal scenario, we perfectly time our targeted communication with ads, sales outreach, targeted events, and get some meetings lined up where the customer is about to start the sales process. And the meetings might come, you know, from um, them, you know, uh, submitting a form on a website, writing a chat box, or basically us, the sales reps call, email, or anyway, find a contact in and they get a meeting. And in, in the ideal world, this massage of extra marketing effort will make it easier or increase the pickup rate, their response rate. This might happen, but we have, we can't, can't really have that expectation on ABM program in, in the short term. And I mean, uh, I said earlier that only three to 5% of accounts are ready to buy and, and, uh, and higher deal values often comes with longer sales cycles. Hmm. 12 to 24 months is not unusual. And here I want to say that ABM is not the most efficient way to build the volume of pipeline. Uh, it is so much more. Uh, and we are targeting strategic 
accounts for the company. We're dri driving brand awareness, we're accelerating deals, we're improving win rates, we're also often increasing direct deal size. Um, and, and, and the true value can often be found afterwards when we have closed a couple of deals within these lists, and then you do some reverse engineering. Then you can map out all the stakeholders, meaning all the persons that are being, you know, being active in the deal, the IT manager, the sales rep, uh, the purchasing department. And then you can see a lot of, you know, digital touch points often where they have visited the websites, ad clicks, uh, event signups, content downloads, etc. So um, that's often how you can, you know, connect the dots and see yeah. <clears throat> and see this. Um, but most likely you don't want to wait one to two years <laughs> and in time, no. surely your CFO won't either. Uh, and this is why you need some leading indicators too. And they can be, for example, reach. Um, so we have reached, let's say eight, eight to 7% of our target accounts on LinkedIn. Then we know that, okay, we have delivered our message to the audience that in a, in a way, like, you know, calling one and okay, we have, we have made our pitch to them. Mm. <laughs> that, that's at least we have delivered the messages. We can, we can look at the depth, how many persons at each account have we reached complex deals that you need to go multi-threaded to have more contacts. Mm -hmm. Uh, we can look at, look at engagement data. So did the message resonate? Was it like. Did they like the design or the messaging? Did they click on it? Did they comment? Did they like it? Did they sign up? So engagement, was it um, relevant or interesting content? And then you can look at website visits and conversions. And this is where we can use like lead explorer to see, okay, we have, we have these 100 accounts and after let's say uh, one or two months, we can see that 10 of those have actually visited our website or even more. Then we know where we have started something that they, they have seen us. So this is like a funnel really, right? You have awareness on top and then in the end, it comes out three to 4% as deals. So that also mm. counts for that. You know, you cannot place all your bets on it. Yeah. Right. I see some um, network uh, lags here, uh, actually. Just so yeah, I can yeah, I can see that too. I mean, uh, we're uh, we're on uh, we're on forty nine minutes. I think we've gone over uh, <laughs> giving us, but this is interesting. Um, I think we need to wrap it up as well, uh, Frederick. Um, uh, it's been really interesting. Uh, There's one thing I just want to add because we talked about the hundred, you know, the accounts you select, uh, you. They bring them to marketing, they upload it, you do all the, the stuff that you need to do. But of course, you also need to get these these customers and contacts into your CRM system, because mm. that's where the where you really work with these guys. And if they're not here today to buy, they might be in a year's time. Like you say, it's a long, long game. So mm. be sure to put them into your uh, database so you can uh, connect on this. And I'm, I'm sure you also need some uh, selling on this, but that's a topic for another uh, podcast. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, uh, this has been a great uh, conversation. I think we covered a lot of things. This is interesting for us. Uh, and what I know is that what is interesting for SuperOffice is also interesting for a lot of our listeners.
because they really don't know what you know uh, SuperOffice is doing because we are one of the major players in this uh, industry and and marketing is becoming more increasingly in, in our marketing stack as well. So um, we're we're moving really in the right direction. Is there anything uh, you know? If there's one thing you want to bring on, what is the what is the tips for uh, hungry salespeople out there when it comes to to ABM? What's their next step now? Oh, I mean, team up with marketing and 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 help each other. It, it, this is a, um, th- this is truly a joint effort. It it really is. And um, especially if we are new at starting up, we, 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 we will really need to, you know, coach one another on the fundamentals again, the, the, the target list. I mean, the, the ICP, the sub-segment of the ICP we want to target, what messaging. So this is the, the, the fundamentals. And, and if, if we don't have this, we need to get it. That, that, that else our media spend will just be wasted. It will be, we will just send vague, vague value propositions to the, to the customer. We will use fluffy words, or we will use I don't know. We will just uh, waste waste money. Yeah, you really want to stand out to the market as a unique uh, solution and a unique partner for your customers. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's a good wrap up. Yeah. <laughs> I hope so. Well, but it's a pleasure being here. Yeah, thank you very much, uh, Fredrik. It was great having you on, and uh, uh, we'll publish this. And I'm sure, uh, well, I want to welcome you back again for another episode sometime. Looking forward to it. Yeah, thank you very much. And, and uh, you know, you're going out now for a papa lady, is that right? Exactly, so I'm praying to leave. But I just just um, for Q1 2023, yeah. uh, part-time. So I will still work uh, each week. Uh, but um, I will take a couple of days off each week to stay home. Yeah, that's exciting times. All right. Well, thanks a lot. And uh, that wraps up this episode, guys. Uh, Until next time, thank you very much. Bye-bye. Hi again. I'm Hans. I hope you liked this episode. If you did, it would be great if you could share it with a friend. That's the way we can grow our podcast community. If you have an idea for a guest or a topic, send me an email at hc at superoffice.com. If you also like it, please rate it in your favorite podcast player. Until next time, have a great day. See you soon.